Welcome to the Trash Cats Trashcast. I'm Richard. I'm Steven. And today is our freestyle episode. Oh, uh, shit. Right? I've been waiting for this one all month. Hell yeah. But, Dude, uh, how was your week? How was your I day? Mean, What's going uh, on? My week's actually been... <laughs> <laughs> smooth as fuck segue. Um, my week's been good. Um, I've been... Uh, um, I fell off the uh, the fringe rewatching that because um, I got to the fifth season and I hadn't seen that one yet. And I wanted to go back and rewatch some of the uh, special features on the other Blu-rays, and uh, I uh, I got a couple of those in, and I decided, fuck, I'm gonna watch the fifth se- fifth season. So I started doing that again this week. Hell yeah! Um, I've been binge listening again to uh, uh, the Adventure Zone Amnesty, which is one of my favorites by them. Uh, they got a new season coming out, and uh, I usually like to try to binge those. So I'm gonna let it build up a couple episodes before I. Uh, get too deep into it you're just catching up on everything yeah man just you know reliving the finer times Fuck yeah. I, I, that's how i was i was looking out you know of course there's a whole list of uh different stuff i want to listen to and stuff that i want to watch and it's like like that's a big commitment to get into something especially when some of them are like already seven seasons deep and shit yeah and it's like i know i like this other show though and it would make me feel good to watch it so i'm just gonna do that instead Besides, we just heard Captain Savaho stimulus check. <laughs> Damn right, man! Hey, shouts out to uh, Captain Savaho. Uh, go look look him up on uh, look him up on YouTube. Look for that stimulus check song. Let me flip your taxes, dog. Right? Oh, um, dude, that had I me need cr- a dependent. cracking up, man. So you just uh, been chilling, catching up on shit, working. Yeah, man, working hard. We've been uh, taking the smoothie truck out, man. We're we're doing really good. We've been. Getting busier and busier each time as the uh, the weather gets warmer. Hell yeah. I'm waiting for uh, this June's going to be fucking bonkers. Dude, was it nice out for you today? It was so awesome here. Oh, it was fucking gorgeous. I had the windows open all day, and uh, we got like a, a screen door we had I had pulled open. Yeah. Fucking so nice. Dude, this is like the first summer in a while. I haven't been since being 16. I haven't worked outside all summer, so I'm like pasty white. It's so weird. I feel so weird. It was funny today. It's white boy Steven. <laughs> yeah, for real. How's your week been? Hey, dude, it's been it's been pretty good. It's been most mostly fairly good. I today I was building a pool. Build a pool today. That was that was alright. Need some cash. Hanging out with my buddy. Um, but I heard back earlier this week about my uh my coding credentials my exam and i I passed this exam so that was major relief fuck yeah man i'm officially an apprentice uh tech that's what you're called when you first pat you're an apprentice medical coder so i am uh eligible to work now as long as they don't hear our podcast i can have a job It's been good, man. So I've been chilling, taking the weekend to kind of get my my shit together, get resumes and stuff, and then Monday I'm hitting the bricks. Fuck um, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm still waiting to pick up my kitty. I've been getting pictures. She looks adorable. And hopefully in the next week or so I get to pick her up. Hell and yeah. Then, and then last night, dude, we had pretty much, it was almost the whole gutter gang was over. Yeah, boy. At the house. We were playing Halo had you on the live on the mic getting passed around everybody playing 
that was fucking that was dope man dude it was, it was a good so, time so funny like the the homies uh grace and will sam were all over and uh it, it was like you were a celebrity for the night it was podcast ricky yeah. like podcast ricky is real holy podcast shit. ricky yeah podcast ricky they're trying I, uh, to venmo you for hot sauce uh, and everything yeah, boy. <laughs> get that hot sauce <laughs> hustle on <laughs> Dude, Man, no. I, I was just telling you, I, I uh, you, you text me that earlier that you know I was like a celebrity. I was like, man, that's exactly how it's like every time I hear that like Sam's coming over, and it's like, oh fuck, man, I don't ever get to talk to Sam. Dude, What's this, up, dude? This, we talk about him all the time, but I don't ever talk get a chance to talk to him really. Right, dude, it was so funny. He he bounced on the earlier side. He's <laughs> he's like. I can tell he gets so sick of my bullshit and then his brother's <laughs> bullshit too. He's like, guys, I have to be on a phone call with China in the morning, like <laughs> seven a.m. I have to go. Like, <laughs> I think we lost every round of Slayer for two hours straight. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was so bad. It was great. Well, you know, we're uh, we're getting old, Steve, and you know these. Uh, these young bucks out here in the MLG. All right. <laughs> I was trying to get John over too, but he was, uh, he's been recording some, uh, I think it's YouTuber, some dude that plays hang drum and he's getting paid to like record and, and mix these dudes, uh, album and video or whatever. So. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Next time we'll get him over. But, uh, yeah, man, that was really fun. It's just been, uh, I'm just trying to catch up on a lot this week. I, I, I've wanted to be working on more art and writing and stuff, but I, I, I've really needed time to like chill out a bit and I'm trying to get back on my regular grind here ASAP. Right. <sighs> so I know yeah. you got some honorable mentions. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to shout out to my homies. This, this first link, this is, uh, my buddy Anubis. Um, his Instagram is Anubis underscore FX, um, but his main dig, he says, go to his Twitter, his tweeter. It is Anubis FX, um, and his at is money overseas, all one word. Um, this dude's really cool, digital artist. He does, his style is kind of similar to mine in the sense that it's design, collage based Photoshop, digital shit. But um, very different subject matter. I've worked with him in the past. He's a very cool dude. He's actually in the military. Um, he sent me some some art before a shirt that was really cool. Um, yeah, we're trying to connect later this week on stuff. But he's in, into the NFT game right now, and he's having he's had like positive momentum before. But the whole NFT thing for a logic lot of digital artists is kind of a game changer and he keeps encouraging me to get involved but um he he collabs with a ton of people so he'll do these like collage pieces with other artists and some of them are just really fucking gnarly this this first one on his instagram just posted today um titled consume with art at art dot b y d d o m o um, it's got this Uncle Sam uh, vibe that's like evil as shit. Hell yeah! Yeah, I was looking at this one earlier. It's got the I like the the Pope in the middle with the <laughs> inverted cross. <laughs> he does some really fun stuff. He's he's got a very distinctive style, um, and that's something I've 
spoke about before. If sometimes your art being memorable, like having a distinct aesthetic and look is more like being memorable can be more powerful than remarkable sometimes. You know what I I mean? I can see. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not saying his stuff is remarkable, but all of his stuff has a very unique aesthetic that I think makes his stuff stand out a lot. And then if yeah. you, if you go over to the right column, the second one down, uh, this one's one of my favorite pieces that he's done recently. Uh, it's I think it's titled ETH Ethereum Based Mafia, mm-hmm. which is all NFT slang stuff. But this one he did with this other artist at Maltique, uh, whatever. I don't know him, but uh, really cool stuff. Really cool stuff. Very fun. Yeah, the the use of color is really cool. The kind of I, I was gonna say it's it's I I I wanted to say kind of like a vapor wave kind of a vibe to it, but that's that's kind of putting it into a box where it doesn't belong because it's I yeah, get that kind yeah. of some of the colors a- and and you know design stuff kind of leans me toward that to that but there's not really a only because there's not a better descriptor i can think of yeah i I do think it's fair to say both i mean both him and myself are definitely have pulled inspiration from vaporwave because we like he was back on the internet way back in the day when i was really getting started and there weren't a lot of artists doing what we're doing and i think we're both inspired by and help we're kind of part of some of those that that movement to an extent either neither of us were specifically vaporwave it's still like all that digital art kind of evolved during that same period um lots of mirroring lots of uh symmetry with asymmetrical elements very uh you know bold digital color work um really cool dude really fun to talk to Uh, i think definitely worth shouting out his rad stuff check him out anubis fx on twitter and instagram well yeah um the second dude is another one of my internet homies um on instagram it is at stroke of moonlight all one word that one's pretty easy um this dude does like goth metal brutal uh stuff a lot of like references to paganism he does digital design work and mixed media work like including sculpture uh painting uh i think there's like some even paper mache like he'll build things on canvases um very very kind dude he sent me some art in the past printed on this really cool canvas uh he's currently working on this project that's that looks really cool his his graphic design game i think leveled up pretty pretty hard it looks really rad it's uh it's called the the quest for the black flame and uh him and one of his buddies are doing a dungeon synth album which dungeon synth is so fucking rad are are you familiar um no but i can i can probably piece together in my head what you know something what that sounds like that sounds like a kick ass though yeah it's just like like a black metal synth album that you would listen to traveling through dungeons like it's kind of like the pop of not pop like electronica of like castle metal black metal shit so i guess i think his buddy is the musician and he's doing 
all of the art and it's like a whole story like lord of the rings metal story like it's got a its own characters development story arc and they're doing this big project together um very cool dude he's done some podcasting himself and is very into philosophy and you know uh deeper questioning the human psyche kind of stuff very fun to talk to yeah i've actually um I started following them a little while, like a few, couple years ago, I think. Now, um, I started seeing them in the comment section of your yeah. Instagram, and I start connecting on. The I internet. was like, "Oh, that that looks, you know, their whatever their image was that looked cool." And I went to their page, and yeah, just some you know awesome original artwork. Yeah, and what's been fun? I mean, myself included. Uh, like I've witnessed both of them grow a lot over the years. I, I know my work has as well, and it's it's interesting when, like, in a digital space, like artists pass, uh, like collide or overlap, or you know, like you talk to somebody for a while and then you don't talk to him for a year, or whatever. Yeah. Somebody falls off or comes back on, including myself. I've definitely had periods of that for myself for sure, and then you like recross and you see like how much a person's work has grown or evolved or just changed and both of them have continued to, to level up and it's it's really fun um having some sense of community or like uh just other artists you can connect with it's huge it makes all the difference definitely so uh this is at stroke of moonlight and at anubis fx check these motherfuckers out super rad dudes doing some cool shit hell yeah uh what else uh what, what you been thinking about this week man mm, you know it's, it's mostly been it's mostly been good um my my depression's been kind of waning mostly um so i'm 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 doing a lot better on that aspect so um I think it's mostly been for me thinking about, um, you know, this summer job that I got, I I keep talking about it. It's it's one of the easier gigs I've ever done. It's been, you know, it's going to, it's already put me in a bunch of really cool places that I wouldn't have, you know, taken the time to travel to and, uh, you know, just locally, but it's, you know, it's, it's nice to have a job that's kind of, you know, like outdoors and, you know, um, it's, it's easy enough in the execution that I get to, you know, really spend time and care about it and focus on, you know, learning the customers. I think I'm getting better at remembering and recognizing our, our regular customers and stuff like that. And that's, that's all I like doing that, you know, cause it, I know that makes a difference for a lot of people. So. Yeah. And I, I don't want this to sound presumptive, but in a way, because you have more free time and the job it's getting opposed to being at the same store managing and dealing with all that stress you're going to different place it's kind of like uh giving you more like social time right in the like oh absolutely like meeting different people different places and i know you love all that so it's like i'm sure that that part of it is like so satisfying yeah i I, i'd say i love all that in the in this exact setting where like i'm at work and i'm doing what i'm really good at doing Mm -hmm. and then like like I, I love being social with people usually when I'm, you know, I'm in chef mode because that's like my position of power, I guess. And that makes me, that gives me the, the, uh, the social confidence, I guess right. that, you know, as an introverted person, normally I'm like, I don't want to interact with fucking anybody, 
But like here, I'm the man. I'm the one that people are coming here to talk to so right. that they can ask these questions about whatever the fuck and, you know, and I can do a, you know, do a service for them. And, you know, and that's, that's the kind of thing I, I like. I like being, I like feeling like I'm part of the community, you Dude, know, you're, in, in some way. You're almost like a video game character with, with different costumes. You got podcast Ricky, <laughs> you got chef Ricky, like you can, you, you, you can be very versatile in your, like placed in a different environment depending on what mode you're in it's cool fucking chameleon yeah bro oh yeah well, i'm so, so what, glad what you've been thinking about. about man i don't know i mean i'm having um i've been having a lot of like appre apprehensive thoughts because uh you know getting my certification and upcoming job stuff like I've really been at the last couple years, really since getting sober this time around, I'm at a, a major fork in the road and I'm very excited and looking forward to like making money and like having a house or like a right. pla- a pl- like having anything of my own and being like stable for the first time um, and just like this new path in life. But I also... I. I'm very aware that as soon as this starts, my free time is going to be so much less because mm-hmm. for for a decade, I, I do whatever the fuck when I want. Like, I just like have not fit in with any societal norms or expectations. And I know when this starts, I can't work on art 10 hours in a day if I want to or do X, Y, Z, like my creative output will be lower like we'll still be podcasting but i know like might not have as much time to research i might not be writing like i like to i might not get as much art done and i know for at least the first year or two i'm gonna be kind of uh like under someone else's control as an employee with my time right and it i honestly that that part sucks me i'd much rather be poor. yeah that part does suck yeah, I, that's not something I've never done well with for any length of time. But I I chose this because I, I wanted to make this sacrifice so that I can, in the long run, create a lot more. Like once my life kind of gets straightened out, I'll have the time and resources and hopefully balance in my life to make a lot more. Because realistically, I'm probably going to be working full time um but after like a year or two and like becoming fully licensed i could work freelance i could work part-time i could choose my own hours work remotely and then i you know i i really don't give a fuck about money it's just freedom tickets to me so as long as i have enough money to survive i'm cool with working 20 hours a week at a at a level of pay i've never had before and then balancing and splitting my time with creative pursuits so right it's a long-term sacrifice, but honestly, I'm bummed out in a lot of ways. I'm anxious and bummed out, but I'm also, you know, I'm I'm proud of myself too and uh, excited and in a way. But it it's like entering adult world again. And yeah, it, it, it fucking sucks. <laughs> you guys have been there for so long. I'm like, fuck. I do everything five years after everybody. <laughs> like college i'll you know drop out whatever I'll, I'll get there eventually it just takes me an extra five ten years so figuring it out though 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm of the uh, the strong opinion that there's no there's there's no real you know time limit on that. It doesn't. Yeah. It's it's different different lifestyles, different shit, and like you have your have your own shit that you've been you know doing, whether it was you know dumb shit or you know making artwork, and you know yeah. your your focus was just in a different place, and that's yeah, there's nothing I, wrong with that. There's you have a lot to show for that. I appreciate that. I I do kind of feel like though it if like I I really thought I might have failed my credentials and. uh I was happy to find out I actually did pretty decent, but I really thought I failed. And I, my plan was just to retake it till I pass. But I, I kind of, I was, I was getting worried because I feel like if I don't do it this time around, like I've done college before, and as I'm graduating college, I, I catch some felonies, and it just fucked everything up. And it's like if I feel like if it doesn't work out when I'm going into my 30s, it's it like my chances of things working out are so much less. So I I feel a lot of pressure, even if it's internally to make things work this time because it just needs to needs to. Right. But it's I mean, it's good, too. It's just it's a weird position. I read a thing earlier today and um, I mean, you know, I'm I'm rounding around going around the corner to 32. Um, I was weird. When did we get old, bro? Right. I was. It said, um, "You learn in your twenties, earn in your thirties, and yeah. live in your live in your 40s. I like that. I, I think that's like, true yeah, for a lot of people. I'm I'm down with that concept. I feel like I spent a lot of you know my twenties busting my ass, and I I I definitely learn a lot because I don't have much to show for it besides experience. I mean, I have great experience, but um, you know, as far as money goes, you know, it's not a a high paying uh, industry." Yeah. So there's that. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like, I mean, as much as you feel like that, and you probably have a lot more just cause to feel that way. I also feel a lot of that because it's like, I, you know, I'm, I have a temporary summer gig and then I don't have shit lined up after that. I know that I have options, I guess, but yeah. like, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up, you know, <laughs> dude, it's like uh that that meme of the raccoon like howdy partner I <laughs> howdy part I have no idea where I'm going partner or whatever the fuck it was the raccoon with the cowboy hat um, I'm sure it exists and I can picture it in my head like a bell but I, I don't think I've ever seen it before <laughs> I'll send it to you later I posted it on the the Instagram but you, oh dude, good yeah. yeah man I it, w- what you said though is very true you do have options because you've worked so hard that your reputation at, has preceded you a little bit in your industry. Mm. Like pe- people want you to work, which is like a testament to how hard you've worked, you know? Yeah, you really- man, that, that struck me. I, I feel proud on that one. Fuck. Yeah. Fucking Jiro over here cooking up sushi and hot. You, you're, you could be Venmo and hot sauce all over the country, bro. Where's my Michelin star? <laughs> Where's my goddamn Michelin star? Dude, for real, would that ever be like, Someone yeah. call Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Has that ever been like a real goal for you? No. no. Um, I when I was in culinary school, it was a little bit, and then more, yeah. the more I learned about the, Would it? the system, it just I, I I realized that there's so much. I guess the pomp and frill of fine dining 
classical fine dining. It's just, it seems like so much holy toity bullshit. And that, like, you can make an incredible, you know, plate of food or an incredible eating dining experience for someone that doesn't have to cost them, you know, $200. And you don't need, you know, 12, 13 people in the kitchen. You know, it's just, it doesn't seem, that seems like a whole mess of shit. Yeah. Man, dude, I am an animal when I eat. Like, I, I have I am animal, like, carved and then tattooed on my chest. When I eat, I am, like, a starving cannibal or, like, a hyena with a carcass. Like, it's bad. Like, especially sober, dude, it's way where I can't control myself. Like, I now, have major th- food problems now. Are you, are you saying that, like, you eat really fast? Dude, like, someone's going to take my food. And, like, honestly, from, like... <laughs> rehab or like like desperate junkie vibe stuff like if even sarah and i've we've talked about it plenty at this point but if i share my food it's different if i know i have friends over like i'm giving out candy i always got candy or i'm like yeah man you you had the air uh, airheads <laughs> hooked up last night my buddy works at uh the airhead factory and he hooks me up with boxes bro i had 400 airheads i probably gave out 100 airheads in the last 24 hours fuck yeah but uh like i've talked to her about it like if i have a limited amount of food. Like I made a certain amount of food for me and she wants a couple bites or like I wasn't expecting to share. I mm-hmm. st- I still will. Like, of course I'm going to. You're just not happy about it. Dude, like I am like defense. Like it's like fight or flight kicks in. I'm like, you're taking my fucking food and I'm going to starve. <laughs> and it's like not that way at all. You know what I mean? It's, right, exactly. But I really feel that way. It's like a, a primal thing. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to fight whoever's taking my food. So, like, I really want to try some of the the sensory, sensory experience. I said that so bad. Experience dinings, like the, the eating in the dark or some things that, like, force yeah, me to appreciate you know, food better. Some stuff like that. I'm not sure that it would make you appreciate food better. I think it just might be fun. That might be true. You know, I think it's one of those, like, I feel like to get that effect of, like, your your senses, you know, the one, your other strengths get stronger when you take away one, you know, you gotta, you gotta be there for a minute for your body to adjust to that. You know, like, you gotta be in that cave for a couple of days in the dark before your, you know, sense of smell gets that much wilder. Yeah, dude, when you said that, you wouldn't appreciate it anyway. That made me, like laugh like inside laugh because (laughs) like i used to always have the attitude like i'm not gonna appreciate shit but all right so when i i was Uh, and i didn't mean like you specifically (laughs) i know i know okay (laughs) but my buddy in rehab he was one of my best he's the one i'm actually writing this this book about which weird story another time um i don't know where he's at it's all kinds of crazy but um we would write poetry in rehab, like, to kill time, but we would make it, um, like, like, parody or, like, uh, calling out other people in AA. Like, it was, like, mean poetry, but it was written in, like, very professional or, like, beautiful prose. And, like, <laughs> I have this book full of all these poems that are really fucking funny by two junkies in rehab, like, going back and forth. And uh, 
one of his lines, and it's like my favorite. It's his favorite thing he ever wrote, and it's my favorite thing anyone else has wrote in that in that kind of realm. And like it ends on a what is it? A cutlet or whatever? Uh, what do you call it? The two two lines that changed the rhyme scheme at the end of a whatever. I was just I doing know. poetry homework with my little sister, but one of the lines was, "I've never learned anything with a smile on my face," and it's like. He has the driest, like, I can picture him his entire life never learning anything with a smile on his face, and it makes me laugh so fucking hard. (laughs) (laughs) What a piece of shit. (laughs) So sarcastic. Yeah, the, um, as far as the, especially the the sensory things like that, I think there's a a lot to be done with those, and it could be a lot of fun. And I'm not saying, you know, fine dining's all bullshit, but... I just, it just seems like it. It's, you said it's pomp and frills and shit that I just I'm not into. It's like you know, there's there's a lot of waste that goes on to get the right cuts and stuff like that. It's like I'm gonna use this whole fucking onion, and if right. the the you know, the fucking you know, uh, um, julienne isn't the perfect length, I don't give a fuck. You know, it's gonna cook. You know, just fine. And that's the other one is like, it's like you want the cuts to be the same so they cook evenly. But like, I prefer for the most part when things have like a little bit of different texture in it. Like, yeah, you know, not, not to the point where something's and- like super soggy and like super, you know, un- undercooked. But like, right. you know, like if I got, you know, carrots in here in a soup or something, I don't mind if one's, you know, got a little bit more bite to it. You right, because it's just a little bit of a bigger piece. Like I'm cool with that. Like I, I think that's that adds a uh, a nice texture and a nice nice mouthfeel to the food. And it, there's so much of that that gets lost when you uh, when you try to refine everything to a certain point. Just perfect. Yeah, it's like that variety is almost a spice in and of itself. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Man, uh, my dad just he won at a, like a school raffle this Traeger Grill, and we've been like every week getting you know smoking up some some really good shit hell it's, yeah man it's a is whole a, other level man is it a pellet smoker yeah yeah fuck yeah man those are the fucking bomb right there that's what my my dad uses oh, my dad man. makes the bomb ass fucking uh smoked salmon i bet you guys kill it dude oh it, it he would he makes it like on a regular basis because they just keep it around the house it's like we would just eat it for, you know, breakfast and, like, maybe a little bit, you know, as a snack later on and, like, you know, with some fucking eggs in the morning. Oh. That sounds so... Dude, salmon's one of my favorites ever. Like, I will oh, eat yeah. salmon hot, cold, whatever, 20, every day for the rest of my life if I could. Yeah, I think I think smoked or... Um, teriyaki. Oh, man, a good teriyaki glazed on a salmon. I, I've been doing, um, like, a... Not blackened because that's that's not really what it is. It's like a like a charred crust, kind of like yeah. an herby, you know, with crust. pepper, pepper and herb. Oh my, uh, yeah, I got I got one of those the the grinder with the the tricolor. I got the pink and the green and the the like this quad, I guess, with the white and the the black peppercorns in it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, man, that that's the move. And then I I learned this, I guess. Um. I can't remember if it was actually in culinary school or if I just, by cooking at home, it was like, like everyone always like cooks the salmon, like all the way through. And then it gets like, 
like it's fine and you can still have it, you know, well done, but still be pretty tender. Yeah. But like if you, you can leave it a little bit raw, Just you know, depending bit. on where you get it to, but like you can leave it a little raw in the center, a little pink there. And it's, it adds a lot of, you know, texture and a lot of flavor to it that you wouldn't get otherwise. And that's, that's my fucking jam right there. With Sam- kind of sear it like a, like a tuna just a little bit longer. And yeah. See, with salmon, I can kind of deal with a little little pink in the middle, but with other meats, I, I think it's just an anxiety thing. Like, I don't like, like, the blood doesn't gross me out at all, but I don't like uh, rare meat. That's fair. Yeah, I, I, anything besides, like, salmon and, um, salmon and beef are the two. I, 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 You're good I, for I, it. I like, yeah, I like rare kind of shit. Even, like, Pork, I like a like a depending on again on the pork. Like I'm not really big into eating pork that much, anyways. If I get a good piece of it, um, like a nice medium uh, medium well on a pork, you know, it's it's cooked all the way through. It's just not I don't, I don't dry like as fuck. I feel like it always yeah. tastes bad. Yeah, like because usually because it's dry as fuck and it's. It's like turkey. You cook all the flavor out of it. Like a Thanksgiving turkey. I'm like, can we do anything else? Like I would, uh, like <laughs> anything else. Yo, get else. duck. Get a fucking duck in. You know, I haven't had them. The boys duck are fat good as fuck. Yeah, that does sound good. I I like doing like a Chinese food or like some sushi or Indian or something for Thanksgiving. I'm just so over turkeys. You know. Hey man, that's Those actually uh, That's a move right there, dude. It's so good. We used to- Chinese. We used to do um, Friendsgiving with work, and we would just, you know, it would sometimes it'd be like a potluck of whatever, you know. One one year we did like a traditional Thanksgiving kind of spread, and then mm. the second year, um, oh, I made fried rice. I made them uh, dude, fried bet, rice and shit. I bet that was insane. Oh yeah, dude! I make banging ass fried rice. Dude, I still want that pancake sushi so bad, or the egg sushi. Oh yeah, dude! I That's still haven't fucking ha- shit. I, I keep looking places, but Cincinnati does not have a wide variety of egg sushi. All right, it well, looks so good, man. We can fix that. We'll hit up little tree up here. We'll all right alleviate all right. that problem. God, that sounds so good. I keep getting the crab raccoons. <laughs> yeah, boy, <laughs> the, the, I love those them crabby raccoons. There's a there is a night we were in high school still and we were in david's basement partying with some of his brother's older older friends and we were like it was near the end of the night like we were all fucked and about to pass (laughs) out and somebody was talking about crab rangoons and i from across the fucking room just heard crab rangoons and i was like oh man i love them little bitches (laughs) (laughs) and i got that quoted back to me for like the next three, four years of my life. God, that's the best. And I stood by it. I love them little bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, dude! Things are good as hell. Man. man, Chinese food's the one too. I, you know, doing the no and low carb shit right now. It's like all Chinese food is just carbs. Yeah, like it's not rice. It's noodles. If, you know, even if you go without it, most of the time they, you know, have like cornstarch and stuff all over the proteins and or in the sauces and shit and it's like and sugars dude and my, it's like it makes makes it taste so good though dude you've been doing really good with it like diet stuff right now dude my diet is trash bro it's just garbage in garbage out 
Like I try, but I've I've fallen into the trap of eating bad because I'm poor. And it's yep. like I, I've ate like very healthy other times I've been poor, but like it's so much easier to eat like shit. It's Dude, so, Taco Bell like is I don't do I don't do fast food. I'm actually good on that, but I just like eat tons of peanut butter or like cheap snacks or i'm getting like i did do chipotle today which is better than a fast food but i'm not like cooking i'm not cooking Mm -hmm. maybe every other day or something i'm not it's things i can grab you know what i mean where i'm just not it's not good it's not consistent and it's so goofy because i'm work i've been working out like literally every day for like the last three years and then i eat like trash and i'm like oh why why is it you know, I'm not reaching my goals, and it's like I'm not fucking fueling myself. Yeah, <laughs> I had a. I'm sure I told you this before. I had a, uh, a, a a solid month, maybe a month and a half, where when I moved up here, all I ate was all I made at home was uh, grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah, I made grilled cheese sandwiches with some some jalapeno slices on them. Mm. And uh, that was, you know, just get a go to the grocery store, get a loaf of bread and a couple packs of, you know, um, I was getting American uh, American cheese and eventually upgraded. Um, but I was doing American, cool. you know, singles and then uh, some fucking uh, a jar of some jalapenos. Yeah. What did you upgrade to, though? Oh, it's cheddar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A- actual cheese. Yeah, I I hate those American things. I mean, I've definitely ate my fair share, but yeah, real cheddar is the way to go. Just man, I got you know uh, uh, eight dollars at the grocery store. Got me, you know, food for a week. Dude, my almost every night I eat a sliced green apple with peanut butter. That's my that's my go to. That's a good jam right there, man. I mean, if you're going to pick a a snack, that's a great snack. Dude, and it, you know, it'll cost you less than 10 bucks, and it literally has the calories and decent health to be a full meal every day for over a week for 10 bucks. So that's been like my go to. Something sweet, got that protein, good fats in it. I know. It's like I, I've really been like tempted to do steroids again. I'm like, maybe I should like eat vegetables first or like. Yeah, like try, try, <laughs> <laughs> try getting, try getting your nutrition in the, the, the normal way first. And yeah, then <laughs> exactly. I'm a fucking idiot. Man, I'll, I'll set you up with a meal plan. I'll work on a menu with you. I need to. Honestly, man, I really think once, uh, you know, I'm going to be probably doing job hunting stuff for the next couple of weeks. But I think once once I get back into work mode, I'm fine. Like, I can't get up in the morning. Depression shit. Like, I stay up all night. I can't wake up in the morning. It's been this way my whole life where I just don't sleep. But if I know I have to work in the morning, like, I've got up at 1 to 2 p.m. for, like, the last year. And then, like, I had to work... I had to be up at 8.30 a.m. for work. I had no problem. I was up, went to bed a little earlier than normal, like 3 or 4 in the morning, and I was up, no problem. And when, I'm, when I know I have to work, I need money, I can get into good routines, but I just can't if there's not something like forcing me to a little bit. Right. It's those things in life like adversity shit, like not that, I mean, to an extent, getting up for work for a normal person every day, that's 
that's like facing shit you don't want to do. I mean, it's yeah. not it's not like a real level of suffering, but it's <laughs> it's something, right? Like no one wants to do it, but like right. that kind of shit, it makes you better. Like the the worse shit is, the better you can be at handling. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. That's you know, we were talking about that the other day at work. Um, my my boss um, called me. We we had an event on a Wednesday night, and he called me the a couple of days beforehand. Some uh, corporate business up here had a cancellation for like their lunch hour thing, and they were like do you guys want to come up here and fill in? And we were like, yeah, yeah. You know, like he said, you know, he called me first and was like, are you cool with that? We got the thing in the evening, you know? So like that turned up, you know, what would have been like a six hour shift into a 12 hour shift. And I was like, like, I'm like, yeah, man, like I'm fucking down. Like, let's fucking do it. Like it's, it's a 12 hour shift, but it's only like, you know, eight or nine hours of actual serving, you know, there, we had a break in between and, you know, you're driving back and forth and, you know, it really wasn't even all that. And, um, he had, he told me that he had actually never done a a double with the truck before. And Mm. so that was his first time doing it too. And, you know, we, we were tired by the end of it, but you know, it's. Once you're going, it's easier to keep going sometimes, but it's still a lot. But then, you know, afterward we had the comment, we were talking about, you know, this makes it easier when you think about like, Oh, you know, this thing's coming up short notice or, you know, um, I got, you know, a, a nine hour day tomorrow or the next day. And it's like, you know, that's nothing now. We already, we knocked out this 12. Right. And that was easy. Like we killed it. So that's, you know, everything else just makes it look easier by perspective. You get stronger from it. Dude, that's so true. The perspective aspect of it. I mean, the, I, I, I was explaining this to a social worker this week on, uh, they're like, oh, think you know, things are always hard, and I was like, oh, to live is to suffer, right? Like it's kind of a throwaway line, but yeah. that's uh, you know, the a lot of Buddhist belief stuff, and I, I really do like prescribe to the idea. I think we have a choice in accepting, like we don't have to let it feel like suffering. That's all mental. That's all perspective. But being yeah. a human fucking sucks. Like having to sleep. Like having thoughts all the time, needing food to exist, like it's a shitty, miserable existence. And, and <laughs> you you can choose for it not to be that way, but life is just varying degrees of suffering and what you choose to to make that suffering mean or not. Right. Mean. Um I, I really feel strongly about that. I, I think one of the the things I had wrote the last couple of years is that, you know, the world is fire and we, we must be marble. And it's like, yeah, I really feel that way. You know, everything sucks and you just have to find a way to be strong and polished through all the, all the bullshit. Do you know that it's the, um, what is it? It's not always about the cards you're dealt, but how you play them or something like you that. know it, how to hold them. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> when to fold them. <laughs> fuck uh i did that to myself um you know because sometimes it is about you know the hand you're dealt but yeah you know if you can if you can take a shitty situation and and try to you know learn something from it or you know whatever then at least you come out with new experience something that you've gained from it and it wasn't a complete loss ideally you know yeah (laughs) it might feel like it for you know for years even and then you can 
you know, you'll, you'll be put into a similar experience and you have, you know, prior knowledge. Right. Now, speaking of holding cards, mm-hmm. now, my guess, my guess is you're not a big, you're not afraid to, of risk, but I don't see you as like a gambler, both in the literal and figurative sense. I don't see you as a gambler. You into gambling? Do you got debts? Uh, uh, in, a, in, a, in a literal <laughs> sense, no. I, I, I've never actually been to a casino before. What? Um, if I, if I do go, if I'm, you know, because we've talked about it before, like going for a fun, you know, a thing or whatever. Like slot machines might be cool. Pachinko's fun. It Honestly, sucks. I, yeah, I would rather go to Dave and Buster's. Dude, same, bro. At least you know you're gonna get some tickets and cash out with like a, a pencil eraser. Yeah, yeah. Get, get me a yeah. Get me a pencil cap and uh, you know, a couple tootsie rolls and. Honestly, you know, ma- unless you're drinking or like down to get fucked up and lose all your money like casinos suck like yeah gambling is stupid i never understood like like i really enjoy it and i'm kind of glad i didn't get fully into it because i love the adrenaline and thrill and i could have like you know lost a fortune if i got into it but like with drug stuff it's like unless you're getting scammed something goes wrong violent whatever like you pay money you get a product but if I spend that money to go to the casino, that money is gone 90% of the time. It's just math. So it's yeah. like, I feel like I'm willing to take risks and gamble with things, but I'm not gambling with my money. No. Yeah. I, I've heard that from people that, you know, they're justifying it for themselves. And like, if you if you have fun doing it, I guess that's, that's cool. But they were like, you know, I save up, you know, a certain amount of money and then I go you know, to this place and yeah. I, you know, this, you know, for a, a casino area or whatever, you know, one person told me they go to Vegas like uh, once a year and, you know, it's like their vacation. It's like a chance to treat themselves and they have fun doing it. And, you know, they save up a certain amount of money that they know they're going to go in and lose. And it's like, that seems That's like, fun. A, I mean, that sounds like it's fucked though. But, I mean, like, I, f- I guess if like, you're going to go somewhere and like spend money on anything anyways, if that's the thing that you're into, but it's like, you can lose so much money so quickly. Right. And then, but, you know, but most of the people that do that, they're really like losing it slow. And it's, I mean, if that's a vacation you treat yourself to once a year, that's a, I mean, that's a real like uh release, you know, like it's taking the pressure valve off. Like they, they, a lot of those people really enjoy it, but you know, I, I think there's a lot more people that are like actual gambling addicts versus mm. people who just enjoy it and have because i mean that's an awesome release are, if you have that cash to to spend like that are, are I think people that dumb, are going in but, there with the intention that like they're gonna you know they're gonna win big tonight they're gonna come home with more money than they came in with yeah you know like that's you can't, i can't you can't go into a casino with that mentality unless you're you're actually good and talented which is a legit thing with like pokers and stuff um like people who really know how to count cards or like know know the math yeah okay okay if you're if you're one of the uh 0.01 of the population yeah. that's actually a savant i know a dude that he no longer does i don't i don't know what he does now but i know he's been out of it for a long time but he was very skilled at it 
and he also ran books for like illegal gambling because he was like trustworthy but he was like real good with poker numbers and he could like nice dude like his cleanup every year was going to all the the west side like church festivals and shit because oh, wow. the numbers don't get so high that you're getting in trouble. Or you're not like there all the time. So you can just sit around, lose a couple hands, and then clean up from all these drunk basketball dads, you know? And you just damn, man. You, yeah. You plan a circuit of all the places in the tri state that you can get away with winning more than you lose. And you can plot what you're going to make that month. And like, I mean, I'm sure there were downsides to it and maybe. It didn't. Maybe it went worse than I thought, but it seemed like it worked very well for him. It was, it was fun to watch, you know. Yeah, good for him. It's a stressful life, though. All those ups and downs. Yeah, that's I. I need uh, as far as you know, and that's the other one is like in, in a general sense of gambling things. Like I need stability. Like there's some, you know, risks I'm willing to take, but only if I'm so confident in my odds like i'm cool on like you know uh um you know taking this temporary job because i know when fall comes around you're good you know i'll have something yeah i'll i'll take a couple weeks off and i'll go visit my dad and you know i'll come visit cincinnati and right then then i'll do something yeah you're taking a chance but it's it's calculated and you have you have high confidence because you have good reason to have that confidence in your right. decision. Yeah, that, that's. I'm I'm literally at a point now where I can finding a job is less about getting a job; it's more about finding the job that I want. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not super worried on it. I the other one is like with that is a double edged sword because I don't like you know the idea of starting a job that I plan on quitting, like starting a job because I need, you know, to get one real quick. And then when something better comes along, like dipping, I don't like that only because I, I insert myself and I try to like become a part of, you know, whatever I'm working on. And then, you know, splitting that is hard. I get involved, you know, involved with the people working there and, you know, you build a little camaraderie, camaraderie with people. And then I don't want to fucking quit so easy, but I'm the exact opposite. Anywhere, <laughs> anywhere I've like, there's a you know sometimes I, I tell somebody ahead of time like text them like hey I'm I'm out today or whatever, but like any job I've ever been at, like let's say longer than a month, like even places like I've been at for a couple months or like mm-hmm. college, like you're there for so many years and you see people all the time. The day I get off, the day I'm at college, the day I get out of rehab, the day I'm at a job and I'm going to leave, I just leave and never talk to anyone or look back. Done. <laughs> like burnt bridges everywhere, dude. It's just an island of burning bridges. Just done. Now, I can say that's also pretty much true for me. But like while I'm in that moment, I don't want to let go of it. I, get, I, I think yeah. it's also part of the, um, the stability. You know, leaving that, you know, it's like you're starting fresh again from wherever you start, you move on to. Um, Dude, I, I mean, frankly, like your level of stability, I mean, not that it's been like, uh, 
not necessarily an attractive factor, but it's something I've always respected about you and always have been like, not not in a bad way at all, but like a little envious where it's like, you know, you have a lot of that and I, I think it's fucking awesome. And I, as my life's been increasingly less chaotic, I, I've been slowly realizing how much I crave stability because I never, I wasn't used to it. And like, I really like things quiet and stable. Yeah. And I, I didn't expect that kind of change. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially, um, you know, living some of the rowdy shit you were living. You it's know, weird. You know, I, I was, I, I, I can check my own privilege. I, I know I, I came from, uh, you know, my parents worked hard. They, they had money and, you know, so I was able to relax a lot, you know, growing up. But they also, you know, taught me, you know, work for your money. And like I had, you know, jobs when I was younger and shit like that. But, but you've um, always been self-determined to that I have I, I can your own, you know? I can vouch for myself on that one fuck yeah um I've always I've always liked I guess you know even like if it's like furniture and stuff like that like people when I first moved up here people would like hey do you want you know uh you know the I have an extra microwave that we're not using right now it's or something that was like uh somebody's they were saving it for their kid when they, you know, eventually move out of the house. And they were like, you can use it for now if you want to. I was like, I'll just get my own. I'll get, get my own shit. Like, I don't, I want to have my own thing. You Fuck know, yeah. I don't, you know, like borrowing certain things is fine. But like, I want, I want my own shit. I want to have, you know, the ownership of things that I want or things that I need or use. And that's why like Christmas and stuff is usually fucking weird for me. Um, one of my, um, um, my friend's mom asked me like, all the time, like, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for your birthday? And it's like, I buy myself all the shit that I need. Right. All the things I want are really expensive. And that's why I haven't bought them for myself yet. Yeah. It's like, you want to pick it and like to be exactly what you want, not most of what you want. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's like, I'm not going to ask somebody to, you know, buy me some shit that's, you know, out of my own price range. Like that's fucked. So, but you're not, you know, I, I see that you like things nice, but you're not overly into the physical things. You no, know what I mean? No, yeah. Because my thing is, I, I have, I just don't give a fuck. I just don't care about things. Like, like beds. Eh, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't now, know. Okay, now, when you say beds, mattresses. Mattress on the floor. Good. I'm, I'm not... Okay, so I'm not so far from that because even like my my setup, I was gonna say a, a a good like a quality mattress, you know, something to sleep Makes on. That's difference. so important to me. Um, and I I like having something to put it on, but I'm also like right now my set my setup is a um, it's like a futon situation, um, not like a you know you know folding couch futon whatever, but it's a uh, the Japanese with like the the big thick memory pad and then like uh, a rollout one on top of it. Yeah, and it was convenient at my last place because it was a, a studio and it was nice to like if you're gonna have people over, I could just roll the fucker up, put it in the closet, and now I have room for people to come over. Right. Um, and that I actually I did just keep that one on the floor. Now I have a uh, like a frame that's short, but it's like for that exact setup. Um, I 
I was talking to because I've done a lot of landscaping. I was talking to my mom. She was doing some flowers around the house, and uh, like I've been getting progressively into flowers and growing and shit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm super into. It. I got a couple plants going right now, but like I I've never had my own place. But I I don't feel like I would do landscaping or like try to like have a garden at my house. Like if I had an imaginary house, because unless I had, I was in the situation where I had enough time and money to do it how I want. Like right. you know how, like we we've talked about the gold swimming pools with black water and yep. ha- hamster tubes of vape going through the house and like uh like big spiky goth roofs and fuck yeah giant statues the, of my the, the own dream art. dream house shit yeah dude like. I feel like uh, Stephen and Ricky's Barbie dream house. Oh my god, it would be a blast! <laughs> but I feel like if I can't go all the way in and like make it how I actually artistically or visually want it, I I kind of like am, I give up, or I don't even know if it's give up. I just like don't care unless I can do it right. Right, and I just haven't had that that option yet. So that's the goal is the to the, the scar face it up, get rich and. Build the plan. Shit. The plan B is, uh, <laughs> it, yeah, get get rich enough that you can pay someone else to do it the way that you want it. Yeah, for sure. It's like for I have sure. visions. It's funny you mentioned uh, landscaping and stuff because we were looking at this house and I, I, the house is wild. It's really fucking big and it's really cool. It's like a two family setup. Um, so like my mom can take part of it. I can take the other one. It'd be so much cheaper than the situation we're in now. Um, it's way cheaper than me getting my own fucking place, but it's separated entirely. Nice. Um, so I would have my own, you know, house basically. Um, but we were looking at the yard and it's like on a corner and there's a bunch of space that was like, you know, what could be really well done landscape shit, but it's like all overgrown weeds and shit. And it's like, I could, I want to put in, you know, the time to do something like this. I've never also never owned, you know, have my own place like that. Right. I've always had apartments. So it's like, I want, I want that kind of project. I like the you idea of like it. taking something that, you know, taking a house and flipping it kind of thing, but like doing it for me to live in. Yeah. So I can like build it the way I, you know, fix it the way that I want it to be done. Right. Now, you know. if you had limited garden space, do you do, Flowers or food? Aesthetics or substance? How limited? Let's say it's I mean, 20 feet like just square. The, that's all you get. A 20 foot square? Where it's like small enough that splitting it becomes pretty impractical. Yeah. Um, yeah. Flowers. Because. Or, 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 or you know, bushes or something. Um, it just because it's the the kind of work that you're going to put into crops in that space, I don't think I'd get enough out of it for it to be worth the work. The yield won't be worth the no. yeah, labor. I get a, I get a salad every, you know, couple weeks or so in the summertime and that's it. And then what's your favorite tree? Favorite tree. Um, you've asked I, me this before, a Japanese maple. I know. I was going to say that too. I really like the magnolias too, but they're oh, only yeah. pretty, at the right time of year, mm-hmm. and and the maples are pretty pretty standard, dude. One time, uh, 
is you would have loved it. Uh, I it was actually the worst trip I've ever been in my life, but um, I think it was like freshman year of high school, so it was like right before shit was getting super fucked up for me. Um, my family, my my grandparents were both alive, and like uh, my grandpa um, was a judge. He worked for the feds. He was an art dealer. All kinds of shit. Um, I loved them to death, but I, especially as an adult, would have disagreed with a shit ton of stuff. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he's a hundred percent Lebanese, or was my grandma was a hundred percent Irish, and she always had wanted to go to Ireland. So it was my grandpa kind of giving in to my grandma's whims, and he took the entire side of the family to Ireland. And it's like 40 to 50 of us. So... Jesus. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, big cash. You know what I mean? Uh, But it's all of us. So my whole family... And that side of the family has my my uncle that took me to the church and all this shit. That's that side of the family. My other side of the family is the more rowdy group that I get along with a little better. Um, So we go to Ireland for like 10 days, and uh, we're in a tour bus all day. All 50 of us on a big bus driving through Ireland, and we'd stay at a hotel every night or whatever. And uh, so 8 to 10 hours a day, we're just driving on a bus with your entire extended family. It sounds awful. Miserable, dude. I didn't give a fuck how pretty the cliffs were, the Barney's, Blarney Stone, whatever the fuck it's called, the castles. I did not give a shit at all. I was just out of control, furious. And I remember I listened to uh, Cyclone 9's album, Crown Thy Fornicator. That probably wasn't helping very much. (laughs) No, not at all. I listened to it 54 times in a week. Like, just... (laughs) over and over just like blowing my ears out on this angry shit and uh but we did go to this one place and it was a famous castle that i can't remember the name of but it had like uh ireland's royal gardens and it's like maybe something like 20 acres of gardens and it it kind of looked like uh like Brit- British style, like royal gardens with the perfect hedges and shit, the long mm. green pastures. And honestly, that shit's lame as fuck to me. It looks like <laughs> so man-made, you know what I mean? Like everything's angled and shit. But they did have one section of the garden that was a royal Japanese garden. Beautiful maples, bonsais, and it, it's just gorgeous. All these bridges and stuff. It was the coolest thing like nature thing I've ever seen in my life. You you would have loved it. Nice. I have a um that reminds me of there's a, a place in Florida. Um it's near Ocala, I think. It's might be a little further up than that. What's um, Ocala? But it's like a Ocala is like central Florida. Okay. Um there's um it's like a nature preserve that's like a pres- it's like it was some I think it was a dentist's home and like he like paid all this money to like have his backyard like excavated basically like a like a quarry and nice. there's like you know there's a, a 
spring-fed, you know, pond at the bottom, and he's got all these giant fucking koi fish and shit in it, and um, all these exotic-ass plants and flowers and stuff, like, all the way around, and, like, the landscape, like, the wall, you know, like, the brick, what not brick, but, like, stone walls and stuff, and bridges, and just absolutely fucking gorgeous. That sounds um, awesome. Right? And, uh, it, there was, like, a cheap, really cheap to go on, like, a walking tour through it, and um, but it was really cool, and it's right next to a, uh, there's a, one of those, like, a sinkhole with, like, a natural spring mm-hmm. inside of it. You can, like, walk down, and people go, like, you know, uh, like, it's not, it's not spelunking, because you're not, it's, like, in the, the scuba diving, that's the one I'm thinking of. They go scuba diving, like, through the, you know, the little caves and stuff under the water and whatever, and it's, uh, but it was really fucking gorgeous. Um, you guys ever get a chance, we'll, uh. You and Sarah come stay at uh, Cassidy Carter down in, dude, in Florida sounds there. Outstanding. Man, I'm, dude, I'm signing up my dad for guests. <laughs> <laughs> Count us in. Have you spent much time at uh, Mount Airy Woods? Oh, yeah. Dude, I, that's say, my favorite. Mount Airy was probably one of the ones I spent not like the least amount of time in. Um, but dude, Mount Airy is absolutely fucking gorgeous. Dude, it's gorgeous, and I have sen- sentimental connection because that's actually where where Tony died was at right. Mount Airy Woods. So like, I w- I go there to a specific spot every year, and like, I would go there like throughout the week a lot. I haven't not as much lately, but I used to a lot. And then uh, by my my old hood apartment on Hawaiian Terrace, there's uh an arboretum right off Colerain Avenue going into Mount Airy Woods, and it is beautiful dude like in the middle of Colrain's garbage world there's just a little like perfect arboretum just just on the side it's just like an oh i love those little oasises away from the trash world now i have to i have to check because i feel like you, you only because you said it twice arboretum or is it arboreum i, I think it's arboretum it's probably a borium. It's probably whatever I'm not saying. <laughs> but literally, Brumpke the dump for the whole city is like five miles, like on the same street, like five miles down the road. And there's an arboretum with a beautiful pond and all these little ducks chirping and the nice no, you're woods. Right. Is it arboretum? Yeah. Nice. Got one right, bro. <laughs> we have a little... Uh, um area like that over here um right right next to my apartment building there's a little um swamp land kind of preserve and you know in the winter time it freezes over it's you know not a whole whole lot going on everything dies but like even now everything's coming back to life and there's ducks and all kinds of fish and like kick-ass birds and and shit it's really not even that big but it's just you know like a little you know plot of land that's maybe a, a half mile by quarter mile or something and that's all it takes. It's just a yeah. little space for nature to, to do its own thing, and it's 10,000 times better than what we would do with the space. Right. Now, now, are there a lot of birds? Yeah, we have a considerable number of uh, local birds. It's pretty fun. Um, that is I fun. end up putting out bird seed for uh, yeah. outside the, the window here for some of my cats can watch the, uh, the fucking birds come and play. Now, and, sorry, go ahead. Um, well, we've, we've seen, of course, we got blue jays and, uh, cardinals, we get robins, um, 
we got these cool blackbirds with like this like a, a stripe on the on the wing and i forget what those are actually called they have a specific name and um we get of course doves um we've seen um woodpeckers out here uh mockingbirds um of course the fucking canadian geese uh, now I don't think you get Detroit hummingbirds, do you? Um, no, I, at least I have not seen one. Dude, unless get, that's a thing from Urban Dictionary that I don't know about. It sounds like it, doesn't it? It does. I gave her the Detroit hummingbird. Right. <laughs> but dude, we get a ton of them at uh, my mom's house. Got all the feeders out, and it's like there's like five of them there, like nice. throughout the day. I love those little. They're little like fairies, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, now, we actually, uh, I lived in Westside, uh, up near closer in that area for a while too. And we had a, we had a bunch of them come up. We had a little feeder sitting outside the, we had like a, one of those bay windows that kind of sits out and you can like sit on the yeah. ledge and we had it sitting out right in front of there. We actually had one of them, uh, fly up into the window and hit it and he landed on top of the bush in front of it. We thought he was dead, but he hit it so hard. He had to shake it off and finally got back up and. It's so funny how they fly into windows all the time. Right. Now, what do you do? You remember the turkey vultures? Oh yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. god! Did you ever go on that bike ride place by the power plants? Like it's no. not on the west near Sailor Park. Oh no, I didn't spend much time over there. Yeah, there, my dad would take. He was into biking a lot, so he would take us on these bike rides to this place near sailor park it's named after a president some stupid shit william howard taft park or some bullshit Mm -hmm. but there's all these like coal plant there's some sort of power plant electric shit and dude anytime you go there hundreds if not thousands of those ugly turkey vultures everywhere it is so fucking trippy it's like a horror movie and they just sit there and eye you with their little weird eyes. Like, I hope you fall off your bike, boy. <laughs> the, I think the first time I ever saw one of those was actually in Florida. Um, my dad had just moved down there. And he was staying at a, uh, it was like a trailer park situation. Mm-hmm. And they so I had like a little, you know, dumpster that everyone used for like their trash, trash receptacle. And uh, I was taking out the trash one day. And I'm I'm walking up to the dumpster, and on top of the dumpster is this big ass fucking bird. I'm like 11 years old. They're creepy, and, dude. Oh, they're so and he's so fucking big. I just remember thinking he's, he's like kind of collected and he's sitting up on top of the thing, so it's like a big barrel of a bird. And you're like, fuck, man, that thing's almost as big as I am. It looks straight out of Resident Evil 8. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, like it's at that first stage before it evolves and splits into the dragon bird demon. Right. And, and you know, and they're so nasty, but, like, they are so essential, especially in, like, rural areas where you get more roadkill. Yeah. They do, they do the fucking work, man. They put that shit in there. You know, you could, you know, you see a, a deer on the side of the road one day and it's gone the next. Like, man, pick I that saw- motherfucker clean. Yeah, I saw a little baby raccoon roadkill the other day, and it made wow. it was so cute. It made me want to go back to spray painting the hardens around it because it, yeah. it was so cute. I wanted to get a picture for the trash cats. <laughs> but, <laughs> Fallen soldier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People would be like, I don't like this. <laughs> you can't post this on Instagram. You're banned. Oh, shit. 
What about uh, you, what you, you catching? Uh, I, I just finished Resident Evil Eight. Or you've been catching Pokemon now. You're out with work. Yeah, man. What you been I'm getting, hitting bro? the Pokemon I got, Go. I gotta trade you some shit. Yeah, dude, hit, hit me up on that. I got um, I I recently I I was hitting Pokestops because my uh, the the farmers market where the the shop is is a, got two or three of them nearby, and uh, like all within range is just standing there and hitting them. Yeah. And then uh, there's a few gyms, and um, oh, I, I signed up. I'm on. I'm on a team now. Um, the red one. Me too, homie. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the names. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was matter. like, that one looks kind of cool. I'll take yeah. that person. Um, I just got a a Dragonite and uh, something else big this week. Uh, a Rye. Perion, Rhydon's evolution. Oh shit! It came out like in a later. Yeah, there's so many of the gen, the newer generation yeah. ones that I don't know yet. And it's fun, you know. Cool, some though. of them are cool looking. Yeah, the, I like the the honeycomb one, the little flying honeycomb. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. Dude, I uh, have a a sh- shiny sand slash. Yeah, and, man. and it, it looks like an ice version of Goku. With the oh psh, shit! Like it's all like blue and white with like Goku's hair for spikes kind of thing. It's that's pretty fucking rad. dope. I'm into yeah. that. I like trying to find uh, a, a Pokemon that represents my friends, and then yeah, I think of that Pokemon. There's a shiny Meowth that is like purple, and it's like flicking a gold piece, looking all cute and sassy, and it's a Sarah. Nice for sure. <laughs> Like I like trying to find Pokemon for my the the friends in my life. It makes it more entertaining, you know. My my goal was to find. Uh, I when I was making my character, I saw that Magic Carp hat, and it was like, all right, that changes everything about the character creation. I was trying to make somebody cool looking, but now that I know I can do you know dumb shit like this, I made uh made Dirk Dobson. Yeah, Dirk and Dobson. Dirk Dobson. <laughs> Dude, I still have you in my phone as Snorlax. Uh, when nice. I was calling you the other day, Will was like, Podcast Ricky is Snorlax, too. Damn right. <laughs> but I, I feel like you're not Snorlax anymore. You have Electro Buzz vibes. You have Electro Buzz vibes? You got different vibes, bro. You still, there's still Snorlax. I can maybe see that one. Something. I think you, you evolved or you changed into something. And just uh, Snorlax on uh, Snorlax on Coke. <laughs> <laughs> he's still Snorlax, but he's doing shit. It's just like a he's got a day, he's got a day job. Oh <laughs> uh, shit, dude! That's that's a fun way to kill time. I'm, it is, man. And I look over and like my boss is playing disc golf on his phone. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'll just bust out whatever. some Pokemon Go real quick and hit Can some you of imagine? these playing disc golf on a phone like, i can because i realize that he's he's doing the motions with his finger and i'm doing the same thing in pokemon go trying that's to spin funny. spin the ball around and get the curve right right <laughs> that's funny yeah, yeah I, 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 I realized that too because i was like oh man that's uh i, I never would have thought to do that one on on mobile and i realized i'm doing the same exact shit on my <laughs> <laughs> My, yeah, but mine's got animated characters on it. His is a legit sport. <laughs> right. Sport. I've been enjoying uh, the video games more lately. And, and uh, 
think we talked about it a little bit, but I've been getting way into, I don't like most sports, but I'm way into fighting right now. It's been such, it's been so entertaining for me. I can live vicariously through other people a little bit. I enjoy it. You, you know, it's funny and I know you're going to rag because I, I kind of want to rag on myself for it too. <laughs> I've been, I've been looking at, um, I've been watching, I've seen a couple videos on, um, like wrestling and like, you know, it's some of the story arcs and the why, you know, goofy shit they did or like why they did it to cover up for like someone had an injury. So they had to play it something, you know, they come up with some dumb shit. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's, there's this whole thing about like, you know, like wrestling's not real and it's like, yeah, these are actors and like right. sometimes they're actually really good and yeah. it, it makes it fun and it makes it interesting. Dude, um, Brock Lesnar is in the UFC. He's a legit fighter too. Oh yeah. Like they're definitely athletes. They're definitely, you know, doing some wild acrobatic shit. Yeah. You know, if anything, it's, it's harder to not hurt each other right. when you're doing the shit that they're doing. They're on hella drugs, though. It's oh big. yeah, I'm sure. Now, did you did you by chance catch? So they took uh, all UFC stuff off Hulu while I was watching some fights, and uh, and instead it's like watch WWE, and I'm like, you son of a bitch. And then I would Damn. like I started watching it just like to bother Sarah and get some laughs out. You know what I mean? Because it's like a soap opera. And, oh, yeah, uh, absolutely it is. It's so it's like 10 minutes of fighting for a 45-minute episode of drama. It's so funny. But have you seen um, the documentary on Andre the Giant that came out like this last year? No, I have not. Dude, it is outstanding. It's on HBO. It's uh, But I'll, I'll, we'll get it. We'll get it for you. It's outstanding. Dude. They're like the WWE and shit, they took advantage of him in his old age. Like, oh, I'm old, sure, yeah. Because he was like, he by the time he shot that movie, what is the movie that he was real popular with the castle and the poison wine? Oh, the bride, um, Princess Bride. Yeah, by the time he was shooting P- Princess Bride, they had to build a cable system to hold the girl in his arms because he could hardly stand. He couldn't hold any weight he was totally broken down physically because of his size wow dude he there are legitimate accounts of him drinking more than 100 beers at a time like and not being drunk not being altered just like normal he would drink like four bottles of vodka 10 bottles of wine like every fucking day it's out out it just out of this world crazy right he, they said his existence towards the end was just so painful to live and but he never showed it he was always marble he was always giant he just like wouldn't admit to hurting but he just self-medicated and was always like happy and like smiling he's the one that made hulk hogan's whole career right it's wild i wish yeah, i had but- a giant friend Right, <laughs> they showed a, a picture of uh, I seen a picture of his hand the other day holding a beer can. Jeez, it's like it just looks like a toy. It looks like a miniature. Fucking like what a monster! What a gigantic sh- man! <laughs> yeah, they had to like craft chairs for him, and it's like three times a normal chair just to get his butt on it. And it's like had to be reinforced for his. He was what? What was it like? Five hundred pounds? I wouldn't doubt that easily. 
and to be an athlete while you're, you know, that big and trying to, like I said, do the acrobatic crazy shit that they do. Dude, he was seven four, five hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah, that's that's a unmovable object right there. A movable object, absolutely. Like I can feel my joints screaming at me. Right, just reading that. Jesus Christ, Imagine it's crazy. The size of his fucking skeleton, Jesus. That's like Dude, the it, Lich King skeleton or some shit. Right. It's kind of crazy. Uh, Shepherd Fairy took off with. Andre the Giant's imagery. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even get it because as much as I like Andre and see how he could be a cult icon, I don't get why that symbol would become that overly hyped. Yeah. It's kind of stupid. I feel like that was happening. I feel like that was a thing before we were even like old enough to... I mean, maybe yeah. I'm I'm placing it wrong, but I feel like that was like an established thing that I grew up in. I thought it was much older than Same. it was, maybe. It was like just slightly before our time. So by the time we got to it, it was pop. It was already big. It was pop art, yeah. Do you see uh, the big tag that's popular in Texas right now? No. It's this dude started tagging like uh, very obscene tags, like like anal something or like blah, blah, blah. And he started tagging Texas Cummer <laughs> all over the town in graffiti. And then the two artists involved, they started making these shirts and it's like a design of like a silhouette of a stripper. And it says like big Texas Cummer. And it's like all over their city. Cause all these other graffiti artists have decided they want to rep it. And it's become like a, a, a brand for that. Like, town or whatever so it's like taken off amazing they had a news photo like you know news montage and it's just like texas big comer like all over the buildings and like the residents are asked like what they think of it and they're all like some of them are pissed but most of them think it's really funny so they can't stop it from spreading everywhere big texas comer i i fully support it i'm here for it that's fucking hilarious i love it oh shit how I was we thinking get to that, of, right? Um, we well, we were talking about wrestling. Yeah. Oh, um, that, that reminded me of a documentary on wrestlers. Um, I watched a thing a little while ago about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. And first of all, listening to Stone Cold Steve Austin talk about his life and he's not in character. He's still, you know, he still has an, an accent, but it's like he's a very serious and intellectual man. Yeah, he's talking he about like beforehand, like him going on the road, and the homeboy was talking about he'd eat like a raw potato a day, and like that's what he lived on. Wow. And then like he he did that because weird. otherwise he wouldn't have enough money to get to the next gig. Oh, I got. And you. because he did that, then he would you know gain the following and you know got picked up. But I just saw an episode of him on Hot Ones, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll watch this one. Um, the, the, I, I, the was it margarita recipe I make is uh was a Stone Cold Steve Austin original. Oh my god, dude, you're funny. I just saw uh there's a there's another wrestling documentary called like behind or on the mat behind the mat something like that that was real popular. Uh, but there's another one I think just on Jake the Snake mm-hmm. that that was really interesting because he he was like 
such a crazy addict and out, out of control lifestyle. Then he'd get it together and they'd put him back on. His documentary was pretty fucking wild. Yeah, I just um, I was looking for something. Uh, um, I was looking at it was for a highlight reel for Rob Van Dam. What? Um, <laughs> uh, the, the Rob Van Dam, he's, he's cool as hell. No, Rob Van Dam's dope. He does like wild you know jumping off the top top Dude. ropes almost every time the five star frog splash and rolling thunder bro. but he's he does the shit with like the tables ladders and chairs matches and shit yeah yeah like that's the wrestling i, I really i think is is interesting is that the, was the most the focal cool the total non-stop action motherfuckers that you know make each other bleed and shit like it's fucked up but it's it's entertaining for sure you're, you know you're and even jo- if <laughs> what your juggalo Ricky Hacky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your juggalo Ricky hat is showing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Hey man, I had that uh backyard wrestling game for fucking PS2 back in the day. Now, what's that other wrestling league that is extreme like it it's got some stupid ECW? Name. Yeah, Vice did a documentary on the guy because he was like charged with the murder and went to prison for so many years and got out, then he founded it. And it's like it's like real tables, ladders, chairs, matches, and they kept yeah. getting like shut down by the police. And now they're like a real thing, right? Uh, I don't know. It's been a little while. Gotcha. Um, Some of that shit was pretty. Any of that? Pretty wild. I appreciate it, but it's also like it's hard to watch because there's a lot of mental illness involved. Unlike yeah. where WWE, there it's a the- theatrical event. It's a show. Right. Yeah, but th- these people are like poor and actually mute mutilating themselves and i would have really enjoyed that for a while I th- it gets hard to watch though like some jcw it's juggalo champion shit wrestling <laughs> that's awesome yeah right, dude maybe we'll talk about it later the two cats two cats idea uh-huh. dude the story is so much juicier than you expect the dude went to prison for over six years for it on federal charges and what what charges? For obscenity charges. Obscene material. Distributing obscene material by the federal government. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess. And it gets, dude, it gets crazier. The The judge couldn't, had to, they got tried three times by the feds before they could convict them. And the first time was dismissed because the judge also was sharing some of the dude's shit basically on his own personal porn website what the fuck dude the whole story gets so ridiculous we'll have a blast with that. Yeah, i can't we're, wait we're to- definitely gonna talk about two girls one cup <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's crazy the dude went to prison he also was doing some other fucked up shit which contributed to it but the government at that time they had these obscenity task forces that went after girls gone wild two girls one cup and we see it today in like the changes to Pornhub and the now, now religious I get, marketing. I get Brett Kavanaugh girl, was involved. Two girls, one cup. I can I can understand of the obscenity. Nah. Girls gone wild. Girls gone is, wild doesn't even relate. Yeah, yeah, that's nothing. That? Yeah, that's nothing. After, that's barely they, porn. And then they also at the time because this is like you know gay stuff was not accepted at all. They hardcore tried to lock up a famous gay uh, pornography actor just because he was kind of the most well-known gay pornography guy at the time. 
they tried to make an example of him and send him to prison, That's calling his material too obscene. This is like in the 2000s. Like yeah, 2008. that's so fucking dumb. Yeah. I mean, all of it's, I mean, it's, it's I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of bullshit going on in, in that industry. Of course. But like if people are getting, you know, like doing things that they're consenting to and they're being paid for it and like, whatever. There's a lot of those reasons that are acceptable, but just based on what is produced that's freedom of speech, that's art, whatever. You can't say it's too obscene. But, uh, you know, these people's court cases dictated that the, the freedoms we have related to sex and pornography today. So mm-hmm. I think it'll, it'll be fun to discuss. To, you know what I mean? The, yeah. There's still so many fucking problems. But. Yeah, the, the whole... I don't know. I think the whole sex worker thing is kind of blown out of proportion. We need to lighten up on that shit or find a way to regulate it so it can be done safely. Yeah, we need to, to support these people. Help them. Help help people make the healthy decisions, right? Right, who, who, exactly. Who the, fuck, who the fuck are we locking up? It's, it's fucking stupid. That being said. Oh, is that how you're going to do it? I mean, I was thinking about it. I was gonna say, you got uh, you got anything else you wanted to get off your chest? Um, I don't know, man. I enjoy this a lot as always. I really am having, you know, anxiety is normally not a problem for me as much it used to be, but like depression's the thing. I'm having more anxiety than usual, but I'm really trying to be positive, and it's. I, I am not naturally positive at all. I am naturally, mm-hmm. I think everything's going to fail. I'm uh, very sarcastic and just don't, I just don't think shit's ever going to be good. And I choose to, to to fight my true nature. Like, you know, the, the, um, the AA, like 30 day coin, like mm-hmm. one of their big slogans is be true to thyself. And I remember being like, why the fuck are you putting that on the coin? Why would you say, if I'm being true to myself, I'm getting fucked up and leaving this shit, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I have to fight my na- my na- true nature a lot of the time, and positivity just does not come naturally. So it's, I'm, but I'm very determined to make these choices. I, you know, I just want things to be different. Stability. Yeah. Stability I, I will say cr- creative creativity pursuits wow i just had a stroke apparently yeah man you about died right there i thought it was the end of the show for sure like for good call it quits after this one steven's dead dead bro um when you were telling me about your your test and you were worried about it i i had a flashback to like my mom would tell me all the time when she was doing school um you know for for her thing that she she was worried about it or she studied a bunch, but she doesn't, you know, she didn't think she did really well on that test or whatever. And it's like, then she aced it. And it's like, but it was like a repeated pattern of that. And it would right. be like, mom, what the fuck are you worried about? Like, you're definitely, you know, like, like all the other people in class would like come to her to like do notes and study groups and stuff. And like, cause she like retained stuff and, and did it well. And it's like, you know, she had, she would worry every single time and then and get herself all worked up and then, you know, find out she aced it. And it's like, fucking duh. 
And like when you told me that you were like worried about the test, I, I, I think I, I, I might've even been like, you know, that sucks, man, you know, buckle down or whatever. But the whole time I'm like, this motherfucker's going to pass this test. Honestly, you're te- dude. You were telling me the whole time, like, you know, all these other people, like, you don't know how the fuck they're even doing it because they're like not turning in shit or whatever. And yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't, I didn't doubt you for a second. I, that means a lot. I really, though, I, on this one, I could do the math and I, I mean, I was, even though I did good, it was still 9%. So it's like, guess wrong on six questions. Like, I feel like the, the first practice version I took, I just happened to, to guess wrong on five questions. And on this one, I feel like I guessed right. You know what I mean? Like it, it really did feel tight, but I, you know, being positive, it's just not natural. You know what it's I mean? Not. Not, I mean, I, it's I, not for me. Yeah. That is, uh, I can see where that presents its challenges. Yeah. And I feel like I have to like balance it out in other ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if I'm going to do something very positive, I have to sneak in something semi negative or it doesn't work. It's you like, know what I, I mean? I'm going to think positive, but I'm going to act like a dick about it. Yeah, I'm going to think positive <laughs> and then like brand my chest. Or like, <laughs> like, I have to find things that like th- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think positive today and I'm going to throw a rock through that window. I don't know. Yeah. I have that balance, right? I, I love I love the news society that we have here where, you know, we're wearing the masks to serve food to people. And, you know, if someone's being an asshole, you know, I can I can be shooting them a glare. You know, I can, you know, kind of look at him like, what the, you know, mouth, like, what the fuck are you, you know, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, without them knowing that I'm doing it. Um, See, I'm, I'm the opposite. People think I'm scowling at them all the time. And then I talk to him and say something nice at the gas station and they're like taken aback. Steven's got a resting bitch face. Dude, 100%. I look like an <laughs> asshole all the time. That's funny. You got the opposite going. That's a good thing, though. Oh, I, I feel like I I might get, I don't know, I might get that too, but like, you know, you turn on your, <laughs> I can, I can look at somebody while they're being a, you know, a shithead while they're, you know, you know, being a shitty customer and I can give them the appearance that I'm doing my, my solid customer service look, you know, and then in the meantime, like I'm naming their ticket, some, you know, celebrity, some shitty looking, you know, celebrity knockoff that they look like. Dude, that's, or, you know, I'm, I'm ragging on him in the comment section on the the kitchen ticket. You got the dark side in you too. That <laughs> it's you got. I I can't really let it come out as much as I would like in my particular job, but right. And, and then somebody opens your sketchbook one day that you left out. And like, yeah. Oh my god! What I, the fuck? I did have to be careful about that. I know. <laughs> it's like when I'm in charge of people, and you know they open up and they see like you know graphite drawings of body parts and it's like <laughs> you, gotta, you just got what's wrong with that. ricky right what's wrong my, my boss is gonna eat me right. <laughs> <laughs> do you got any uh last things to get off your chest or whatever Anything? um any thoughts any hates of course i'm gonna think of something the minute we uh we oh. hit you know stop on here for sure but uh no nothing i can think of what about uh, philosophy? Uh, philosophy. I couldn't remember what it was. Um, memory. Cot Camet. Yep, memory. That's a good one. Dude, it's the saddest subject matter of all time. Yeah. 
It's so beautiful. I was I was just thinking, I was telling somebody, um, talking about Alzheimer's the other day, and it's like, that's, yeah. you know, it, someone someone said uh, not too long ago to me, like, what's, like, what, what are you what are you afraid of? Like, what are your fears? Because they're talking about, like, they're scared of spiders and, like, snakes or something, and I was like, like, brain aneurysm and Alzheimer's. Those, Those are, are the two. Ones. Yeah. That's a lot more scary than a spider to me. Yeah. I can eat a spider. I can't eat a brain aneurysm. Yeah. It's like even like the spiders, like the even like the percentage of like recluses and black widows I've seen in my life is so small. You know, I'm not I don't live in an area where that's a huge problem, you know. Yeah. Snakes, yeah. you know, they can startle you if they pop up out of nowhere, but you know, is do you know the general guideline of, you know, some of the colors to look for? You know, the head shape to look for, then you're fine. Yeah, snakes are awesome. I, I I had this guy for a while that wanted to trade me pythons for art. Oh, he was shit. A, he was a ball python breeder. and That they sounds so sketch. <laughs> yeah, but he was like, he's like legit. He's got like a following on TikTok. Like he is a real breeder kind of thing. And he's got like a whole brand to it or whatever. I think he was down to trade some art for pythons. And it's like you get pythons, ducks, animals like that. You get them in the mail, bro. It's crazy. They send you a heated package with your snakes. That's pretty fucked. I think there's some really dark sides to it. But if the person really cares and it's done, like, it's expensive shipping and you really, like, are making it as comfortable as possible to animal i think it can be okay but i think there's a lot of people that aren't not doing it right i mean even like dog breeding and shit i feel like that's pretty it's fucked, fucked. Do- yeah. dog breeding is gets pretty fucking cruel yeah the, it's it, using an animal for profit when you know there's already so many that need like homes and shit that's really fucked up to me and then, like, the super specific breeds, it's like you are inbreeding the same worst oh, genetic God, factors yeah. That's the, for a whole another layer of, of it that's fucked. Yeah. Dude, when I worked at, uh, I not worked, I was volunteering at SPCA, right? Not our school, not the art yeah. school, the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dog pound. I was the volunteering at the dog pound for a couple years. And, uh, you know, I start, I wanted to work with the cats mostly at the time, like help out a couple days a week or whatever. But I, you know, they want you to do the dogs, and I wanted to as well. Dude, they, this particular pound is like one of the worst ones in the state. It's got to be. It is a straight hell scene. It's just kennels full of hundreds of dogs. They're all triple, quadruple caged. There's like the, what do you call it? The little trough of piss running, mm-hmm. and it's just like, hell on earth just dogs screaming barking screaming it's like you try to open the cage and one of them runs out immediately and the first and it they're 95 percent pit bulls yeah the first four dogs i tried to take out bit me four dogs in a row and it's like if you report it you just killed four dogs in a half an hour like i can't do this Cats are like it's yeah it's not you know it's not their fucking fault anyways they're put into a certain you know situation yeah Yeah. it's so shitty people are so bad to their animals animals are better than people like uh 
I'm going to fuck up his name. DMX set. I get the X and M fucked up every time. DXM. That's a Dextro Morgan. Yeah. Yeah, get some robo tripping in yeah, the desert. Yeah, robo trip. Dude, get that <laughs> Robocop go. <laughs> God, that, well, that was some desperate shit, huh? Yeah, man. What about Bananadine or the Nutmeg? <laughs> okay, the Nutmeg one, I I remember that one. What the fuck is Bananadine? It was, it's funny. There's a whole history to the drug because it is a real drug, but it was in a, the one of the early versions of the Anarchist Cookbook. And it was the version of the Anarchist Cookbook that first hit the internet and went like wildfire. So everybody has these copies of the Anarchist Cook that in the drug section where it can teach you how to cook meth, it has banana dine. And it's a drug made from the peelings of banana skin. And supposedly, like you scrape out the banana peels, you dry it out, you like cook it or some shit like cold water extract, some bullshit process. And supposedly you turn it into a powder that has psychedelic attributes, right? And it, it this may be a myth altogether, but sup- supposedly, if I remember correctly, it was researched that it actually did have some psychedelic properties, just like smoking bed bugs. Like that's a thing. You could actually trip if you do it. Lots of people got lung Jesus. disease. That was like a big thing with like real poor people. They'd make traps and catch them and torch them up and shit. And you can trip balls, but it's like you're killing yourself rapidly. So supposedly the banana thing could, you could get a trip effect, but it took literally the math was like, it was like over a ton of bananas to make a (laughs) single dose but in the the version of the cookbook it's it made it seem like it was like 10 bananas so all these kids because an internet version of the anarchist cookbook all these edgy high school kids for like half a decade were cooking up banana dine in their parents kitchen and of course it you know it doesn't do anything at all right so it's just like a funny thing because a lot of people remember the days of banana dine, thinking it was a possibility to get high off your bananas as a kid when you can't get weed, you know? They're talking about um, eating morning glory seeds. That is a thing. Yeah. The, it's not a good thing. That's no, it's thing. certainly not a good thing. It's like with that one, even like the nutmeg, it's like the amount that you have to consume to get any kind of effect is just going to make you sick. You get a psychedelic effect when you cause liver failure. Yeah, That's cool. A thing. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, you're you're feeling trippy. It's because your liver enzymes are breaking down. Huh? <laughs> oh, you feel good right now? Does that that toad poison feel good? Does that bed bugs feel good in your lungs? Yeah, just go smoke a joint, dog. I mean, uh, I guess it's easier now than it was then, but definitely, it's so God funny. Damn. Kids will do. That shit was a blast, though. Experimenting on shit that will never work. That'll never <laughs> fucking work. It's a blast. Yeah, Gotta fucking smoking, uh, uh, crushing up poppy seeds and trying to smoke it. <laughs> that, in theory, I think you could get something, but not really. Yeah, the the amount that you would need, and you know, if you don't grind it, and there's a whole so many variables that like. And the only like certain strains of the poppy really have any amount of opiate 
that would affect I'd be enough to affect your receptors to feel anything. So like eating a poppy seed bagel every day on an extremely sensitive, which is very rare, except in certain situations, drug test that goes to a lab, you technically can fail for opiates. And during the seven, like the 80s, 70s or whatever, there was even a Seinfeld episode where Elaine eats an everything bagel and fails a drug test for work. And yeah. back then, that was more plausible. Now it is not unless right. you like were purposely eating a ton. Just but, chugging uh, poppy seeds. <laughs> right. But, I, dude, at one point I was trying to grow real poppies because it's hard to get the right, like, real strains of poppies that can be converted to, to opium or, you know, base. it all comes down to morphine in the end. But they're kind of hard to get, but they're still semi-legal in a way to get the seeds. I remember the uh, the morning glory thing. Um, there's somebody, some, of course, somebody in Florida was telling me about it and, uh, they were, they're like, you just get them from, from, uh, you know, Home Depot. You can go down there and get a bunch of them. And we were looking at them online and it's like, all of them are like, have, um, chemical, um, what's it called? Like, um, pesticides. Yeah. Pesticides. Like they're all the, all the seeds are treated with pesticides. And this dude's telling us how he like buys a bunch of bags of them and grinds them up and like snorts them and smokes them and shit. And it's like, oh, like, dude, boy, you're just poisoning bro. yourself. You're just so hard. Just poisoning yourself. <laughs> just go get some raid and drink it real quick. dog. <laughs> right. <laughs> to that point though, everything's poison. I mean, something's yeah. going to kill us. You just got to find the right things, right? To live is to suffer and, Try to moderate your poison. <laughs> yeah, man, go uh, go crush up some fucking morning glory and opium seeds or poppy seeds and <laughs> go fucking nuts. Mix it with some banana paste. Yeah, banana paste. A little dash of nutmeg, a little spritz of some raid. You know, that's that, you, mostly that's that's kind of like a smoothie thing you got going on. You know, get some get some uh, the poppy seeds. You can probably do something with that. They don't have too much of a flavor. And the nutmeg and the banana. You know, you can get a you can get a good smoothie going out of that. I might have to recommend that one. Yeah, use hemp right hearts. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man! Does that does that do us? Anything? Yeah, that that does us. All right. Um, thanks again for listening, everybody. Thank you to Approaching Human for the use of his music. You can find his work on SoundCloud at Approaching Human. Thank Make you. Sure- yep. Thank you, John. Make sure you check out the show page at Trash Cats Trash Cast on Instagram for news and art from the show. And check out the Reddit at Trash Cats X Trash Cast on Reddit. Yep. New Reddit. It's going to be dead. Yep. Ain't going <laughs> to be nobody there. Ain't going to probably be much of shit of anything, but we can so build we need, on it. We need your help, Trash Cats. Um, if you are bored, you can check out my super trash art at Skyzix, S K Y Z I C X. Um, Shout outs to our honorable mentions today, Anubis uh, at Money Overseas and at Anubis underscore FX and my homie Stroke of Moonlight at at Stroke of Moonlight. Um, Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Tune in our next episode on Wednesday. Do you want to announce it? Yeah, man. We're going to do gothic art and culture and its origins. Yeah, the goth aesthetic. This it'll be fun. It'll be a fun art one. Oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna roll. We're um, just gonna clown on goth kids. And yeah. 
find my old my old high school photos. You just had two cats into your room that are very cute. Oh, cool! They're ready to play. It means it's time. Means it's definitely time to go. Hell yeah! Uh, All right, that's gonna Uh, be all for us today. Stay classy. Eat trashy. Go fast. Eat trashy. Wow.